You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. Obama's failure, of course, with you know, Merrick Garland and all and all that, letting letting Mitch McConnell just steal a Supreme Court uh, justice. Fucking Trump has nominated one third of the court. A one term president that didn't even win the popular vote. Nominated one third of the court. Mike. You think Congress exists? You go to your history class, you're 13 years old, you're 16 years old. Oh, what is this? There's three branches of government, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial. Now, the legislative, I don't care what the fuck they tell you about the legislative branch. It doesn't do shit. It does not exist. And Scott. I would like to thank you, since you haven't thanked me for standing up at your wedding. I would like to thank you for setting my future plans to buy a house and live my life back six months wow dude thanks for setting me back six months the is it safe talk show is now live is it safe pod at gmail.com michael luke john it's a somber day here in america as the economy is destroying people's lives i even got a a frightening text is another worse than waking up from the text from somebody who's a friend of mine who's into crypto and i was like dude What's happening? What, tell me what to do. Uh, John Scott hit me up the other day, and I woke up to that text. It really bummed me out. It's just not the way you want to start your day, because you, when you see that text, you instantly know that there's been like a massive drop in the price of crypto. So I'm uh, glad that we talk about so much fucking shit in our lives. Like it could have been anything. The only reason I texted you at 630 in the morning or whatever unholy hour I found myself awake at was because I saw that you had your notification silenced. And so I, you know, was early to the freak out fucking party and was just like, dude, dude, I need your guidance. Be my Sherpa. Is it time to jump off the boat? The ride's been fun. Help me. <laughs> to be, be my Sherpa. Yeah, here we go. As, so we're, as, we're, as I'm looking at it now, just yeah trash just trash man just anytime you're looking for a, a shred of good news in your financial life you find out that nope none can be had do you guys know who yeah. ed mckenzie is spuds mckenzie i knew spuds mckenzie rather well <laughs> i'll admit that freely no yeah bad bad question i really did i bet he you would is- i'm all red he was on the OC back in the day, and he's he plays Detective Gordon on the TV Are show. You say you watch the OC? No, I just know that that's his background. Anyhow, well, you, he, okay, you he know was that, on he, so. he was in the show uh, Gotham, which actually was like just kind of crazy. It was crazy. It was good and broke and weird and definitely it was on netflix for like a few seasons they canceled it because the show technically speaking sucked he was he was really good but he was on much out of you he apparently is he apparently has a background in economics and he was on uh chapo (laughs) he was on chapo this morning and they were talking about crypto because he is he was talking about like how celebrities are selling crypto and how it's none of these celebrities know anything about it yet they're they're the face of the they're the face of this product how crypto His is confidence is shot it how crypto is a security not a currency so the fact that they call it uh, a currency is super fucking misleading and i thought the conversation was super interesting and he was really really good 
So if anybody wants to listen to that Chapo episode, Ben McKenzie's on there. He does a great, great fucking job kind of laying this stuff out. But I didn't realize you guys were going to bring this up because I actually didn't understand that there was a huge knock to the crypto world. But yeah, I I should have put two and two together and known that you guys were going to be going to be hurt. But do his clothes and look for loose change. I'm well, still it's everything's. I, how could you not know what's going on? It's all fucked right now. The market's been destroyed, and it's all going down fucking hill. So. Well, because I assume everything's already fucked, so I don't waste mm, okay, a lot of time yeah, thinking that, about we, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but we, you know, understandably, Mike and I and whoever else had whatever undereducated crypto holder <laughs> had some, you know, some good boons, a little like, uh, you know, some some uh you know electrical hits to the to the brain and to the body like yeah this is good you feel like you're doing something real sweet you get that endorphin <laughs> push you feel like you're some fucking hillbilly millionaire and uh <laughs> then you wake up the next day and you realize the dream that your dream just keeps getting crushed and rewatered and crushed again and rewatered and it's like <laughs> man maybe it's time to just <laughs> Maybe it's time to jump ship, man. I'm still in the black. <gasps> maybe, oh, maybe wow, it's well, too soon. Maybe it's time. It, Pete Rose is still alive, right? Maybe it's time to get him on the pod. Uh, let's be, <laughs> let's talk about what that's Pete Rose. Yeah, Let, let's talk. Let's talk about how exciting it is to get on those ponies, get on that new currency, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I bet okay, you well, he had. Look, he probably had two billion dollars in crypto like two weeks ago. And now he's got 88 cents. So what is the plan of action? Just stand by and, and just hold hold on to our shit and hope that the powers that be hope that this is an industry that just has too much muscle and force behind it to completely Peter. Is that that what our plan is? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's ba- <laughs> that's basically it. I don't have anything better for you. Your first story was better. That's all I got. So, just I can't sell because well, I could sell and it would it would be a break even essentially. Actually, I'd make like three thousand dollars, which is really weird that I'm saying that like it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe we need to take our three large and and get the fuck out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, so tough. But I don't want to. You you own that asset. God, isn't that? So I don't want to. Yeah. stupid how you get connected to that shit it's like a, an abusive relationship where you know it's fucked and volatile and at any moment you could just get karate chopped to the neck but you remember the good times and you remember that you you got in on a on an ass on a <laughs> on an asset that was, what you got here that's worth living for. remember remember the good times yeah. dude what you what you owned what you owned in the beginning was a dry box of pasta. Then the second you bought it, it went right into the water. Now mm-hmm. you guys have been sitting around watching that shit fucking boil, and it's gotten way beyond al dente. <laughs> but I, I had a couple bites when it was perfectly al dente. I had like a. I had a little serving of you know baked ziti when it was just oh, right. Baby. That's the good stuff. There, there's this. There's this like, for a more noble cause than that. There's this idiom. I guess I don't know. Obviously, I don't know anything about money, or else I wouldn't complain about money all the time. But there's uh, this theory that you know it's 
they call it the uh the bigger fool kind of market so it's all about like accumulating something and just dump it off onto a bigger fool somebody who will pay more for the same thing that you had that you're trying to get rid of and it's hot potato basically it's economic hot potato that's uh, it was in relation to nfts but that's that's not too that's not too far off from talking about you know crypto but uh, you know i don't know it depends on how much you're into it for but uh, you know if you can get your three large and get out go for it but you might want to hang on to <laughs> i actually don't know sir i don't know i shit. would be proud to serve you you don't you don't want it sir, to bl- blossom. it's just it's too complicated it's too fucking complicated I, the, I would the, never be able to do it the worst is if she just blossoms into the most beautiful rose ever you know like yeah, so just hang like on she like forward. like she's all that like freddie prince jr just gets the you know just gets crypto at eight hundred dollars we're all hungry just i'm hungry too <laughs> Just uh, you just set up all all of your savings to go right into some form of crypto account and just keep pumping it. I bet you would, Panama Red. Well, take it easy. The only reason I'm actually freaking out about it is because my pie chart of what my value in the, my, on paper is is way skewed to the to the crypto side. You are rotten liar. You know. Well, shit. What can I say? You know, it's all hell and. Sometimes things don't go your way, so we'll do the best we can. We'll just stick it out, and if it doesn't work out and it's all scam and it collapses to zero, then, you know, that's just the way it went. It's, it's just how life goes. Everything mm-hmm. is mine. The thing is, it, it can't, yeah, I don't want to stay on this too long. It, it can't necessarily collapse to zero because there's always going to be, there are always going to be investors, but the fact that it makes, the fact that it's a security rather than a currency means that it's subject to the irrational exuberous exuberism of or exuberance exuberism the irrational exuberance of the market so it's subject to a lot of the same trends and dynamics in any market so people are into it it's going to go up people are not feeling it's going to go down and that can be impacted or affected by literally any headline news in the market Is there I anything mean, uh, a w- the war in Ukraine? Well, what happened? Is that how this uh, plunge started, or was it a slightly different? Was it a different set of exigent circumstances that actually caused? The- it's all bullshit, anyways. You're trying to make okay, it like okay. there's actual reasons. They just make up reasons. Whatever's happening just, in the world is the reason for why it's same, happening. So I'm just saying it's subject to the same kinds of whims in the market in general, but it's way less secure because it's not really a currency. It's a, a security. Uh, <clears throat> No, yeah, it's mostly over. It's mostly trash. It's mostly dead. But we're going to hang on to the very end and see if we can, you know, squeeze a little bit more life out. Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see what happens. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, our friend Crypto is mostly dead. Mostly dead. Well, we do have a bunch of great emails, so we're going to have to get to those. Uh, First, uh, I wanted to bring up something. Now, this is related to... Excuse me. I got a little bit of a <laughs> no COVID. Is that what it is? I don't know. I could have COVID. COVID. I don't know. So. Yeah, probably. I people mean, have, in softball, people get like throw. the umpires get really too close. This one umpire last night was like right in my face trying to show me some rules and he was so into the rule book. He was so excited about it. He's like, you gotta see this. This rule is for real and I want to show it to you. He was so 
overly enthused about showing me a rule that he had discovered in the handbook. And I didn't give a fuck about it, but I, I liked him as a person. So I wanted to like show my appreciation for his passion. So, but he got what? right in my face. Like, sorry. What prompted that? Did you ask him about rules that oh, nobody else? Oh, we had knows? three. No, we had three <laughs> fucking guys. You talk about the saddest state of affairs with like an old man softball team. We had three guys pull a quad in the first inning. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they all were into first base. One, two, three. Yes. Oh Seriously, my they all pulled their quads. It wasn't just a different muscle. They were all the quads <sighs> trying to me, beat man. out. Yep. I'm inevitably exactly going to fuck my quad. Where, where is that? Where is that family guy drop? Uh, the softball drop, dude. I'll, oh, uh, just just fucking look that up. You can play it in like two seconds. What do they play about? What? Did, I don't know the Family Guy softball drop. I'm sorry. Just just do just just type it in. You're a lousy fucking softball player, Jack. That's the best one I got for you right now. I, I don't want to ruin the quote, uh, but it's I like uh, I don't there, have there's it. Nothing, I can't help you. Uh, there's nothing like a nothing an unstretched body likes more than explosive movements. <laughs> remember, <laughs> re remember, all, we've got everybody's girlfriend in the in the stands, and we're gonna play. I don't know what he says. We're gonna play to like <laughs> show off to them. It's fucking great. Okay, let's uh, let me try this. I'll see if I found it. But yeah, it was a uh, that's how I got close to the guy. And then since we needed so many courtesy runners, he wanted to reveal to me that technically the other team could refuse us, and it was there. That's why it's called courtesy. It's the other team's courtesy, sir. And we serve at your pleasure, and we thank you for your courtesy. Here we go. All right, drunken clamors, this is it. The most important game of the season. Now is everybody drunk? Yeah. Yeah. Aye, aye, completely. Okay, good. And did nobody warm up? No, Good, because there's nothing an unstretched middle-aged body likes more than explosive movements. Now remember, we're here to impress the girlfriends of guys we barely know. So when you get the ball, throw it like a cannon. You must throw your arm out on every play. Any other softball-related questions? Yeah, I got a question. Can we leave our bad-for-the-environment styrofoam coolers behind when we leave? Yes, you must leave them behind, and they must be in a crumbly mess so that the city cleanup workers have to chase the little bits when the wind blows. You know, Stewie, this is actually a good park. I've found a lot of old tennis balls. That's brilliant. Oh, boy, that was yep. a good one, Luke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great bit. I'll have to get that one, too. Add it to the true, library. True as it ever was. It's always, that is always so true. Oh, yeah. That's completely I true. mean, I, I am, I, I'm like a, I'm bionic when I go out there now. <laughs> I've got the, I've got the compression sleeves on both thighs. I got knee braces on both knees. And... I'm just, I'm not fucking around. I'm, I'm too old, too old to fuck around. These explosive movements are going to be the end of me. I want to try to play softball as much as possible. You're damn right. It's a lot of fun. You know, I'm getting fatter and fatter and I'm playing the infield and my knees are, every time I go down, my knee is like, I can feel it. I'm like, why am I doing this myself? If I lost 40 pounds, I'd feel a lot better, but so yet the I continue big, to do the, the same thing. Get. So again, 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 again. <laughs> The bigger you get, the closer you move into the infield. I like it. More, more oh, that's an economic thing. No, man. it's actually if, much if, more comfortable in the outfield, actually. If crypto exploded, you could afford healthier food, henceforth a healthier lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but you got to, you know, we got to eat uh, chicken nuggets and, and um, look forward to Mexican pizzas and shit like that. That's that's not helping us any. Chicken nuggets. I gotta say, you know, if you got some barbecue sauce, it's still a pretty good thing. I don't know why, but I just can't oh, yeah. let it go. So 
Oh, uh, shit, I'm trying to find this clip. I can't find this clip, so I'm just going to have to tell no, you about no, it. You can't. I couldn't find it either. You're talking about this. Yeah. Go ahead. And so on the it. latest Bill Maher episode, which uh, I don't watch religiously, I used to I used to watch it like almost every Friday. There was a time in my life I was it was just something I always wanted to watch and it was easy to watch, but I don't watch it as much as I used to. I have been listening to his new podcast, so Club Random, and he's got some cool guests. So I do enjoy his new podcast. I will say that. But um Bill Maher was speaking to two panelists last night. One of them was Michelle Tafoya, sideline reporter extraordinaire of NBC Sports Sunday Night Football. So I don't know. I mean, she's, they have all kinds of guests on, so I guess they don't have to be politicians or uh, political hacks and strategists and blah, 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 blah. So it doesn't really matter who the guest was. But they got into this discussion about student loans. Oh. And I, we always know that Luke, when it comes to student loans... Wow, dude! Yeah, it's always a wow, dude moment. But uh, <laughs> if I, I, I could have... So I listened to what induced, they had to say. If I could have induced a personal nap during this... During this particular segment, I would. So, but I got to stay awake for it. So the big stat was, a bill said that thirteen only 13% of the United States population has student loan debt. 13%. Which uh, I didn't go out to verify. I admit that freely. But well, I would like to think... 13% of the entire population? What was... What were the... Uh, yeah, what were the boundaries on that study? I'm I don't know. I was just saying it was a, it was a number he threw out there. 13% of... United States population has student <laughs> yeah. loan debt. Yeah, like 40% of the population isn't even uh, old enough to go to college, though. So let's start crunching the numbers. And basically what it means is 85% of millennials have student loan debt. Ooh, ooh, 46, mil so it's 46 much, million yeah. people. And we've got, I think, 350 yeah. 380? country. 380? All right. So yeah, so that checks out, I guess. It does. But the what they were describing was, so they had this other guy on from CNN who's a talking head for CNN that I don't know and don't care about. He's a democratic strategist. He's a complete yeah, that's exactly who it was. What's his name? Paul Magala? Paul Begala. Yeah. Oh, Paul he's a, Begala. He is he is uh he's a favorite of Morning Joe. So if you like your you like your liberal sentiments. Oh, wow. So I don't even know now I know where he's coming from. Cup of hot cup of Morning Joe, then that's where you're going to get it. <laughs> you must think I'm a demon, huh? Yeah, I do think he's a demon now that I know where he comes from. He's oh, like your classic is, like centrist, neoliberal, sensible yeah. Democrat. He's a sensible oh, well, Democrat. Hold on, wait, like, uh, keep going on because I did I did find the transcript of some of this. So I know okay, where so, this headed. So what happens is they start talking about student loan forgiveness and whether or not Joe Biden should enact on it. He didn't campaign on it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, people are clamoring for it. And they're point of view both of them tafoya's and bill maher all three of them bill maher michelle tafoya and bagala all three of these guys were like yeah the workers will be pissed and the democrats can just never get it right they don't understand what the working class and the blue collar people of this country really need and the values of that and how pissed they would be if there was student loan forgiveness and then he created this plan with why don't we create a service so you can pay off your debt by serving your country for a couple of years, whether it's through any type of corps, the Marine Corps, AmeriCorps, uh, mentoring kids and shit like that. That was Begala's response. And, and then I was like, they were pissed that they were going to let these people off the hook 
who are only 13% of the population. Meanwhile, Wall Street and corporations, which don't even represent 1% of this fucking population, have been bailed out a million times. And I was waiting for one of them to say that. I was. I was like, okay, I don't like what you're saying, but one of you three on this show will speak to the fact that there's been massive bailouts for corporations and corporate welfare has been a common thread throughout this country's history. But none of them said that. They all chastise art history majors and people who go to grad school as douchebags and assholes. And that's how it sat. And it was never corrected. And that's when I got pissed. I got pissed. I knew Luke would be pissed, but I got pissed off about it. I... I don't expect anyone to bail me out all the time, but when bailouts are given to corporations billions and billions and billions and trillions of dollars many times over, it's all added up. We can't do it for the people who actually live in this country? That's fucking bullshit. When you look at it through that lens, that's where it's bullshit. There's cynicism that comes from a place of being pretty sure that nothing is going to happen. None of these idiot Democrats are going to bail us out. No one's actually looking out for us. There's that kind of cynicism that resides in between what my politics are, which are very like Luke and what I can expect, which is way far away from that. So just reconciling the gap between what I want and what I'm going to get, that's a cause for great cynicism for me. But that is different than disingenuousness and not calling out the actual fucking issues that's 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 actually like you said mike i think we're i'm kind of right in the middle of you guys because i feel the same way uh but i generally don't get pissed about it because i generally don't expect anything from anybody that's not how we do things here in america but just fucking say it could someone have the could someone just have the base level, you know, nuts to come out and just say that and make that comparison so that regular dullards and morning Joe Democrats can start to put these like two piece puzzles together. This is America, Jack. Yeah, that was my beef. And I also know it's a live show. It's not scripted. So if it didn't come up in their minds. Sure, sure. Okay, in the moment. If they said something after the fact, I know they do overtime on that show, which is like a quick eight-minute YouTube post-mortem, but uh, that doesn't matter because that kind of lets you know where the mindset of those people who are all the three of those guys. I don't know how old Bellagio, Balaga, Baloney is. Uh, I do know that uh, Mar is in his 60s. Yeah, 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 Babylonian time. The Babylonian Hanging Gardens, I don't know how old they are, but I do know that Michelle... Bologna, yeah, bolognese, uh, bolognese, a nice bolognese can be delicious bolognese. at any time. Bolognese bolognese. Yeah. yeah, that guy's Bologna bolognese. Ball. He might as well be bolognese. I'd rather he was so I could eat it and enjoy it. But he's probably 50-something. Well, Michelle Tafoya is 60, I would assume. I think Michelle Tafoya is probably 60 years old. And she was also, looks like she was like a, a right-leaning person because they talked about abortion. Michelle Tafoya was on a different You're side. You're all right-leaning people. What the fuck? There's no <laughs> different... They're actively marching to the right. Like you're you're moving no, one you're moving one way or the other, and it's obvious which way they're there going. There is no being polite about this bullshit anymore. Like okay, half and half. Every time, the, think about the the entire the entire election season that we had in 2016, 2020, whatever. It was constant. It was go to NPR. What do you have? You got somebody on the right, somebody on the left. 
go into go to PB, uh, PBS and watch uh, what do they call it? I forget what it's called now. Newswatch, uh, Daily News. I I don't even know, man. Y'all I haven't know, man. It. I haven't watched it in so long because it's such a goddamn. It is such a corporate tool and it's disgusting. And I haven't watched NewsHour. NewsHour is what they call it. It's oh so, PBS NewsHour. Oh yeah, the McNeil Lair NewsHour. Yeah, and who are the two guys? Like, got David Brooks and uh, whoever the fuck it, the other guy is, who's also a conservative, but you know. He's not nearly as conservative as David Brooks. So anyway, there there is no there's no split there. Anyhow, what else were we talking about? We're talking about fucking student loans. That's the was the main crux of it, that it was and, a bailout for yeah. people who need to work. They need to accept responsibility for what they've done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, if that's how it was in this country, if it was always that way, which it no. never was and never exactly. has been. You know, they made a, comp- a comparison to the GI Bill. When the GI Bill was created by Democrats, that's what Balaga said, too. He's like, he made that point very clear that the Democrats, who actually were Dixiecrat racist back then, too. So you didn't mention that part as well. Hey, but who yep. gives a fuck, right? Because that doesn't fit your narrative. It's absolutely true. And, you know, what they won't what they won't fucking tell you. It's, it's so funny to say that people need to. Uh, okay, go through go through four to seven years of of college. Come out, come out, own a or fucking owe back the debt that would be equivalent to a mortgage, and then now go serve your country. Go serve your country now, like after you're done, and you want to pay your debt. Oh, so it'd be like uh, it'd be like watching Malcolm Nance like go off to the fucking Ukraine dressed in fucking flak jackets and shit. <laughs> Like it's like a sixty-year-old man, like a, a complete wacko. Uh, so what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to you're supposed to uh, expend basically your best. I don't know uh, your years where you've got decent amount of gray matter, and then when you come out of that and you're struggling, you're stressed out. You're trying to make it work for two, three, four years. Because nobody is immediately going to say like, all right, well, what I'm going to do is get it. I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to go right into the military and then they're going to forgive my debt. Because for additionally, every other plan that they've had has never paid off. Half the people that have actually been in this type of program have been screwed over by the fact that like, wow, dude, their claims get denied and their their loans are never I hate the word forgiven. Their loans are not canceled based on the service they give to the, to the state, to the government. And so why would you expect anybody else to actually fall in line on that, on that note and commit yet another, what, four years, seven years? I mean, what, what would you say is the correct amount of years to put into your service to your country that should me? have oh you go fuck yourself never, in your fat fucking ass they should have never charged you for your fucking education to begin with well, it's one thing they did no say insane. you gotta give credit it they said insane. college is out of control with the price so they did say that yeah i mean when do you get to start your oh cool life? but you're you're fucking <laughs> your your answer your answer is to say people that actually got a degree and struggled through all that bullshit and then like came out with a a degree which is not we can all admit now having a degree does not make you a cool person. There's nothing. There's nothing awesome about it. It fucking sucks. Like you try to use it to get a job. If you don't get a job in the first six months, it gets harder and harder and harder to get employed. 
totally like categorically the, irrelevant. The value, the value of your degree immediately depreciates. It is a fucking used car. And that is something that nobody fucking talks about. It is a used car and it immediately starts to depreciate. So they want you to go into service to pay off your... It, and the way that Paul Begala said it, I swear to God, he was just like, well, if you don't want to pay back your loans, just just go and just <laughs> just go and list. That's why I yeah, said just, yeah, off. Just well, that's go contribute to the military industrial complex if you don't. Fuck off. Oh, here's the other thing. Here's the here's the big reason that these uh one one reason people like Joe Biden will never do anything for student loans is that it is it is an enlistment tool. It is how they keep their numbers up. If college is such a terrible fucking option and so terrifying for so many kids, what do you think they're going to do? If you're poor and you've got two options, one, I might take on $100,000 worth of student loan debt that I'll never pay back, or I can go into the military for four to five years, pray to God I don't get like put into a combat situation, I get quote unquote free education, which not technically free, and I think they screw over a lot of veterans uh, with that whole with that whole program too but that is what that is how they keep enlistment numbers up so it is a massive recruiting tool and it's not your house it's I my house i'm not i'm not at all crazy for thinking that that is that's actually that's a that's a thing that they're actually fucking do but who's you know no one's gonna no one's fighting it so you whatever. don't even know what a write off is <laughs> <laughs> do you? No, I don't. <laughs> but they do. And they're the ones writing it off. <laughs> it did come. Okay, I just want, so that's it. I just want to bring that up for a minute. It's just a not a long diatribe or spiel or well, spiels are shorter, right? Maybe a diatribe spiel would be longer is, than a spiel. A diatribe is longer well, than a spiel. Yeah. I feel like a spiel is I feel like a, a spiel is prepared. It's quick, a spiel, easy. You a know, spiel is, yeah, a spiel is tight. A diatribe is meandering. Diatribe, <laughs> di yeah, it can be. And a diatribe is, you know, <laughs> you, you get me at the right moment and I'm going to go off. That's diatribe. Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the emails then. We got some good ones. Luke said, I haven't read them, but Luke said there's some good ones. So I hope Luke is not selling it too high. The, uh, no, they're... They're very good. Okay, good. Well, you know, he leaked it, we but he didn't some, reveal it. It's not an entire one. reveal. So, Unfortunately, this shithole has more fucking leaks than the Iraqi Navy. All right. Yep. Let's start with Mr. Mr. Pink. Right. Mr. Pink. Hello, Mr. Pink. Hope you're doing well. And, of course, if you want to be part of the email routine, is a safe pod at gmail.com. Is a safe pod at gmail.com. Just listen to the show and wow. Yeah, wow. Wow, dude. The discussion of Roe v. Wade had me shaking my head in agreement. I didn't really want to ask about co-living and student loans last week, but I was having a hard time putting words together that succinctly describe my thoughts, fears, despair for our country. And this was before SCOTUS brief was leaked. Your discussion and Carlin clip hit me hard. Then the wedding discussion brought it home. <laughs> Who could forget? Yeah, by the way, what a legendary run that was by Scott. It might have been Scott's best show ever. That's me talking. That's my side note. That was Scott, incredible effort last week. 
Uh, Mr. Pink says, I totally identify with John's frustrations. Thankfully, I was able to talk to a family member out of a completely selfish and over-the-top destination wedding. That would have been a 6K trip at a time in my life that I simply could not have done. Wow, dude. Holy shit, 6K. I've been married more than once. I've been married more than once. Okay, so this is a piece of information being revealed about you. (laughs) As the puzzle still comes together on who you are. And the the smaller the ceremony, the more meaningful it was. I truly believe if more couples understood that, the better we would all be. I wonder when we can get rid of all the stupid conventions and excess surrounding marriage ceremonies. Keep the faith, Pink. You can't. You fucking you 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 can because it's it's a tool that people kind of understandably want to use and exploit to their own gain. Like you can end up on top when you do this shit. You can use this industry to basically outfit your house, outfit your fucking kitchen. Get, you know, all the fancy shit that you're never actually going to buy anyway. And isn't that the funny thing? We're going to ask you for shit that we would never actually buy, but we really want. It's just a materialistic cesspool. And it's it all resides with people like my some of my best friends just texted me photos. Guess who got married today at Justice of Peace? Me. I'm married. Yay. Yay sweet good for you you know and then the other end of the spectrum are people that try to fucking exploit it so honestly maybe we need to look at which friends we're choosing for ourselves Mm. okay yeah i just think i think ultimately we need to we just need to start being a little bit more i don't know forthright about our opinions and our preferences exactly yeah dude. Oh, right. yeah yep generally Absolutely. speaking friend, friend asked you to do it you should be able to say listen man that does not seem that does not seem like it's gonna work for me and or i don't want to i would rather not do that, that I, and your friend should say yeah that's all right tell you is that mm-hmm. i have one of my favorite traits of any human being <laughs> this actually reminds me of uh one of our other friends morgan who would say my one of my favorite thing that people do is they know when to shut the fuck up. And it's a very similar type of thing. It's like I used to I used to have this or I still have this buddy, but we used to hang out in New York and he would we would have plans, but we both had girlfriends and we both knew that anything could go sideways at any moment. So he would text. <laughs> he would text me and be like, Hey, we're we gonna meet up. And I would say, uh, no, I don't want to. And he's like, All right, cool. That was it. That was it. And it was there was no guilt. And I think some of that actually comes from meeting people in your adult life that you're friends with, you know, that's so much easier to just deal with, deal with whatever is inconvenient. And you can just move on. What did you do? Have you guys voodoo here? It's not personal. You two are not personal. We said a lot of this after the podcast last week but yeah you are two of my best buddies and my closest friends that i've gained and have been fortunate enough to meet in the past five years Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of 
you know, how we even got to this point to let everyone in on how the sausage is made is that we're just honest. We just connect with each other in that way. And I appreciate that it's not personal, that you can just say, hey, no, that's not for me. And it's not an affront. Uh, look, you know, you got any weed? I need some weed because this is fucking depressing. (laughs) (laughs) This is a miracle, man. It's It's true. yeah, dude, it's it's great. This this whole pod works because I love you guys. And also, yeah, just be honest with each other. You don't have to be shitty. One lesson I have to learn is tone. And last week, if my friend ever, God forbid, <laughs> listen, here's this. It, tonally, it's not going to work for him. I'm sure. <laughs> that, but that, that was not a matter of tone. That was there. a matter of that was a matter of absolute, <laughs> that was frustration. No, that was yeah, that was poetic justice. So uh, the tone takes a backseat to justice at that point. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to vent, and that's what you did. And it came out that way because when you vent, tone isn't a priority. It's just a release you of the toxins. Want, you want to feel like people have empathy. And this is a huge problem in politics as well, is that there's no empathy to ever be found. And that's because Second empathy... Day. empathy is costly it's it 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 is costly to most people it is it is such a struggle and such a cost and a psychic fucking burden for people to be empathetic and that i think outwardly it is i think it's Uh, yeah outwardly sure yeah but i hope you leave enough room for my fist because i'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine that's most people (laughs) Yeah, inside I could be soft and want to acquiesce and want to meet you in the middle, but outwardly you have to have this tough exoskeleton, and that's why, yeah, we just smash our tough exoskeletons against one another, and nothing actually happens, and nothing gets done, even though inside we might actually have a lot in common. That's actually what Bill Maher was talking about on his latest podcast that he does with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was talking about the meek inheriting the earth and that whole bit about... Jesus Christ and religion, blah blah blah, and Tyson he, to me seems like he's he's got he's got one book that he's read and he's just going to stick to it. <laughs> no, but he his he life is like no his life is like his he book. He doesn't need an additional clean. book. Yeah, he doesn't need it because his life is a story of empathy and what Ooh, happened to man. him and how it went and for both ways for empathy to others and for him and for himself and getting it from other people. Dude, he so, was 18 and he was only 3 years away from being a world champion. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, then he was how in jail a couple years later. Was that? So, yeah. You know, he was yeah. so you know, empathy you is have done jelly stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a dollar each we go to this building here and run around yelling and screaming. Uh, you know that's very nice but I think what you probably need are like some psycho out of control homeless guys. Yeah, we're more the broken, spiritless, I've lost the will to live type homeless guys. <laughs> you need empathy for those people too. And you know, there's been a situation going on in my life where it's been very, very, it's very personal and I'm not going to reveal, it's a loved one and a family member in my life and I've been trying to have so much empathy for him, but at eventual point too, you, you don't know what else to do. And I actually understand how, 
I used, the first time I understood how people become homeless was when I went through my drug addiction with opioids. I'm like, oh, this is how it happens. Like, you just keep doing your thing. You don't give a fuck because you're so addicted to it and you're physically addicted to it. And it's the goal of the day. The fix is the goal of every day. And nothing else matters. Your hygiene, your family, uh, uh, that's it. It's all gone. So I really got a taste of it. And I'm like, oh, this is it. Okay. I'm very lucky that I was able to avoid that because I had built myself a solid social system, which I'm always grateful for. And that's for anybody who ever helped me. And in fact, uh, an emailer here who helped me out too, and uh, other emailers. There's a couple of emailers who were really, really helpful for me. Of course, Luke was a friend of mine there too and tried. But in the end, I learned <laughs> that for the first time. And the second time now I'm learning this is with this situation with my loved one who is sick, needs help, mentally ill, mentally ill, but they don't see it. So what you have is somebody who's intelligent and very wise, but still is paranoid and delusional and doesn't understand the reality around them. And that person has ended up in a jail now. So, and he's mentally ill, he needs help. And I feel tremendous empathy for him because you want to fix it, you want to help, I really do. But this is how people also become homeless. Everyone around you tried to help you, or maybe they didn't try to help you at all. You just became mentally ill and then you were, you were quickly abandoned. You got caught up in the legal system and then you were shit and spit out of it and you ended up on the streets with no one to help you, no treatment, and on and on and on. And that's what capitalism does in this country. These are all, both examples of how people become homeless and it's all because of capitalism in the end. It's not, it's not directly, but it is. You know, it could be indirect. It's just a part of the overall filters and all these tubes. Think of all these tubes that are shitting shit out and they all start from a capitalism at the very top and it spreads it all the way down through all the system of tubes. And what you have is just a big old pool of diarrhea at the bottom of it. And there's not a lot of empathy to be found in there, even if some people try their best. Some people dedicate their lives to being incredibly empathetic in their professional careers. They sacrifice money and they sacrifice opportunity and a chance to expand and become a bigger part of the capitalist system to try to help people. So, I don't know what I'm saying. It's just, it's about empathy. We're talking about mm -hmm. that. So, John? I would call that a diatribe. Well done. <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, that is a good very <laughs> Yeah, there's good for you. Very good. That's a very good, mindful, feel-good humanist diatribe, and I it's, love every minute of it. It is, a, yeah. Thank you, it, sir. It's a clear expression of somebody who's absolutely fucking frustrated with the system and doesn't know what else there is that can possibly be done. And that's I true. have we've we've all confronted that many many times, but you don't really have to confront that if you're if you're wealthy and you know you're you're part of a, a different class here so it's just it's just fine for you when America, uh, when Jack. when your kid fucking flies over a curb and fucking takes somebody out you know in oncoming traffic that person is never going to never going to incur the wrath of the fucking law because that person is automatically going to be they are going to they're, they're going to be like just cushioned by their you know their privilege and yep. none of us have any of that. none of us have any of that we've never even been close to that as far as i know like i fucking every single person i know that's been in a fucked up situation with the law has gotten the goddamn hammer thrown at him so well, i mean uh, you know it depends i was with i had a trouble with the law and it 
it wasn't great, but I was able to get a lawyer. Yeah, you to, weren't. You weren't. But like, it wasn't like a, I killed someone. The thing or anything. is, you didn't do. Yeah, you didn't do anything bad. Succession it, did a good job I, of that. Actually, no, you I did, will give you Succession get, credit for that. You got fucked though. You got fucked over, but it's not the same, I guess. But yeah. No, I, I mean the show Succession on HBO does a good job of showing how wealthy people get their children out of murdering people and shit. It is very real. It seemed very realistic to me. It did not seem like a goof. I'm not trying to spoil real. the show of for anybody. Of course it's real. It's absolutely real. It is. I'm not trying to spoil the show, but it's true. Play it smart today. You won't look a cunt tomorrow. So there you go. Well, Jesus fucking Christ. If you're, if your friend is the fucking DA or something like, all right, that <laughs> matters. That fucking matters. Yeah. So there is no supposed to be an example of like Rupert Murdoch and his family too. So that's like the most powerful people on earth. They are. They are. That family is. Rupert Murdoch and his family are one of the most powerful families in the world. Oh, so yes. they could easily sweep a murder of a servant under the rug. No problemo. Did they actually do that? No, I, I don't. No, this is, you know. It's so like, they could. They could. Yeah. Oh, potentially. Yeah, they, could. they could potentially do that in a fictitious, uh, fictitious world. Yeah. I want no one else to Hypothetically, succeed. Yeah. Hypothetically, the Murdochs could murder somebody and not have to pay for it. Absolutely. Hypothetically. It'd be funny if they sued us. They sued this little shit podcast and they heard about this. That'd be funny. I mean, uh, I would actually... Give some notoriety. Them. They, they are that petty. And that's how capital works, too. So that's fine. Too. <laughs> your last your last president admitted as such that he could kill someone Jesus. and no one would give a Jesus fuck. Hell. All right. Really? Moving on. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, I, I just didn't know that. That's fantastic. Rupert Murdoch, we, we salute you. You're a great man. I have a competition in me. All right, next email goes to Dave. This is from Dave, our old friend, Luke, our old pal, Davey P. Dave, thanks for emailing You say it show. as if uh, we don't talk to Dave all of the time. Dave, Dave is, uh, yeah, my God. I'm not saying I have, that. I'm just saying this is his first email with this show, which is a okay, fact. Yes, he is our old friend. You're right. And this is his this is first, first, first round. My God. Glad to have you, Dave. Glad you showed up. And you want to be I like Dave, is a safe pod at gmail.com. Is a safe pod at gmail. Thank you, David. Hey guys, first time, long time. <laughs> That's always funny. You gotta, first off, you gotta love it. I love that. That's I say that all the time. First off, I found your fresh takes on Roe v. Wade interesting and agreed with some of it. I don't typically line up with your political views, but as Luke and I have discovered over the years, difference in opinions doesn't necessarily mean different results. Hmm, okay. The question came up when talking about Pelosi. Why don't things get done? Plain and simple answer here, and it really is for all politicians across the board. It's party first, country second. They don't give two shits about the people. It's all self-interest and political gain. No one ever talks about how the majority of those politicians come into office on a fixed salary and leave multimillionaires by the time they retire. That should tell you everything you need to know, where they stand, and how the game works. Anybody want to comment on that first? That's, this no, is a fucking four-paragraph totally email. No, so. he's 100% correct. One, yeah. There's, okay. there's no... They, you can't argue with that. You can't front on that. I agree. Okay, Moving to the second well, part. Unless, of the unless you're unless you're a fucking party dipshit. That that is exactly. Oh yeah. Well. Here's here's why I would say that you know anybody that's just votes differently than you is not our fucking enemy. I mean, when we're talking about what's real, that's fucking real. That's true. How can how can it be a, that we don't agree on that? Like we have to. Uh, but again, I'm not. You know, 
well, no, I'm no Democrat, but that's it's absolutely fucking pertinent that, you know, we actually find ways to agree on shit that is absolutely fucking true. So, yes, that's fair. 100 percent. Yeah, I think we all agree. It's a it's a load of shit, right? There's yeah, there's literally Mm -hmm. nothing to say there. Just these are the kind of concepts that if you agree with this, distill it down and tell your moms and dads and uncles and brothers and sisters all about it. And that's the way that that's the first step to changing. I don't know the world. That's a little hyperbolic, but that's that's the way to change at least your fucking inner circle is to take ideas like this and say, well, you. Let me let me simplify it for you. You agree with this, right? Like you mm-hmm. you can you can see the fucking facts here, right? So yeah. If you see a chance you're taking, <laughs> <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, let's continue forward with the email though. Dave also says Luke mentioned the frustrations of why Skeletor didn't work harder to get abortion as a constitutional amendment when the Dems had full control. She didn't do it because somewhere between ruling the underworld and drinking the blood of a young goat, she knew she didn't have the votes. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that uh, uh that stupid synthesizer sound. It sounds funny in a way. It makes me laugh. Steve Woodwin loves his keys, guys. Alright, we go. Okay, that's it. Alright. <laughs> the Steve Winwood there. That's 80 Steve Winwood, man. I love that 80 Steve Winwood. Hey, how can you not like any Steve Winwood? Yeah, Valerie, call me. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Okay, so anyways, back oh to Dave's God. email. That's, that's so, the best. Email was talking about uh, Pel- yeah, Pelosi. She didn't do it because somewhere between ruling the underworld and drinking the blood of a young goat, she knew she didn't have the votes. As you all know, <laughs> it's extremely difficult to amend the Constitution, needing two-thirds of the House and Senate, then three-fourths of the states to ratify it. Did some you research. That, those, I think those numbers check out, yes. As a former history teacher, not trying at all, that's good for me. You don't stay in politics for 675 years by being stupid. Had she and the party done that, they would have possibly exposed themselves to how unpopular it would be, it would potentially be. In, turning, in turn, losing the whole argument they stand on. Remember, party first. If it's not a sure thing to help the party move forward, it ain't happening. That 400-year-old turtle McConnell does the same thing. <laughs> okay. Look at that. Ripping Pelosi and McConnell in the same paragraph. Right, That's progress. Te- technically speaking, if he's 400, it's a tortoise. Uh, thank you, Luke. That's a good point. And we should be respectful of tortoises here. Animals come first and foremost. Also, I think the country agrees with you, Mike. We need to get these old hacks out. Get some fresh blood in there. It's disgusting to me whenever a conservative or progressive is running for office and Pelosi, McConnell, and their political machines will back other candidates to squash any chances of them getting into office. Same thing happened when there was a real chance Bernie was going to get the nomination. Trump Sanders is what the country wanted. 
I feel that would have really exposed a lot of these fools for who they are. Trump Sanders, are are you indicating a ticket of Trump Sanders? He's, I don't think he is, but I think that would be the funniest ticket in in the history of all politics. I bet you would, Shine my Red. Trump Sanders. Oh, come no, on. Obviously. He's saying Trump or Sanders as he's as saying in, Trump he's, slash Sanders. He's not saying or so. no, he's I know, but he's flattening them. He's conflating the two and saying that they're they're the same, but they're not because they don't have the same. It, Trump's populism is ephemery. It's fucking nonsense. It's dandelion spores. Uh, San, <laughs> Sanders has been going to like Nicaragua since the 70s to like fucking support like people who were uh being uh, he was supporting fucking sandinistas and fucking nicaragua like it, it's it's a completely fucking different uh situation and obviously a false that equivalent a but it's a false equivalence but yeah i think what he is what he's appealing to is saying that you know most people perceive trump and sanders to be part of the same type of thing but it's absolutely ridiculous because you know trump is trump is nothing he's just a placeholder for a bunch of fucking wacko shit and sanders sanders is a real is is somebody that actually gives a fuck and actually could have done something better so you're saying trump sanders wouldn't work i'm saying trump sanders may have worked but if you were to say that who would have beat trump Sanders had the best polling of anybody in the goddamn race. Okay. And yet we and yet we push fucking Biden. Yet and I say we, I don't mean we. The editorial we. Yeah. The royal we whatever. Who gives a fuck? What, What the fuck? We should be talking to people right now. Anybody listening understands what we're fucking talking about. This has nothing to do yet. We're not gonna we're not gonna pretend like we don't understand. This is ridiculous. Of course we do. Yeah, we got it. We gotta finish the email anyways. I mean it was a big shot, it was an opportunity, and it was missed. It was a big shot. Finally. Ber- the thing is Bernie and Trump are yeah, Bernie and Trump are fucking the most non the most the most what do you say? Like uh what is the word for a fucking equivalence that is not an equivalent? They're the opposite. They're fucking opposite. Okay. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Finally, this is Dave's final paragraph. Do me a favor. Do me a favor and trim out about five seconds of me like looking for that word. Okay. <laughs> I probably won't, but we'll try. You won't. Finally, yeah. if you are out with a group to dinner, don't order fajitas. Don't be that guy. <laughs> what? Come on, Dave. You don't like fajitas? What happened? You got we got a fajita beef brewing here. I thought. Fajitas were a staple of our high school Fridays, right? I mean, Fajita Friday was everything. Was it not? That's how I remember it. But, hey, that's my opinion. Luke, you were there. Fajita Fridays? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was totally a thing. It was great. Don't be that guy. There was also Mexican Wednesdays. Those, Those were great as well. Okay. So anyways, he says, don't be that guy. No one wants to be crammed in the booth next to your 600 degree sizzling plate. And additional side plates of fixins. Not to mention that stupid ass plastic tortilla warmer. It's obnoxious and unnecessary. There are 75 other things on the menu to get where I don't have to worry about getting third degree burns when reaching for the salt. Anyway, love the show, guys. Keep up the good work, Dave. Don't be that guy. 
Thank solid, you, Dave. Solid gold email. I mean, that's just that that drives right to the heart of it's, what we're trying you know to what, accomplish here on the. Podcast. What's always interesting to me is is anybody that I guess has more or less like conservative leanings, you know, and I'm I'm not going to just I'm not going to say like that's what Dave's thinking. But, you know, I do love to see somebody like throw out fucking McConnell, you know, call him out the piece of shit, the fucking just ghoul, an absolute fucking ghoul. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. And I think what, what he and I have learned to appreciate about each other over the years is that I think Pelosi's a fucking ghoul. So mm-hmm. we're on the same goddamn page. The it's the, yeah. the party system is is absolute it's a rack. And everybody is stretched onto it and their ligaments are fucking snapped. <laughs> Let's. What about Clyburn? While we're on the subject, these fucking the Ooh, top three God. Democrats Fuck. have an average age of like eighty-one. I mean, <laughs> no, like legitimately, all three of dude. Uh, I saw uh, Clyburn, I, Pelosi, and fucking Biden are all. I saw like a picture 82. of. I saw a picture of Clyburn and a picture of Herman Cain, and I was like, <laughs> "Wait a minute!" Uh, I did not. I couldn't. I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> but it's, Clyburn. No, I. I can. But yeah, just give me a fucking break, man. Give I me mean, a fucking break here. We're you- getting. We're getting. We're getting. Like the boot is fucking stamped on our head right now. We are dead. <sighs> You're 83. Get leave. Get the fuck out of here. You're 83. You're supposed to be dead. These maniacs. Sound pretty good here, huh? It's not Neil Young, by the way. You know why? Because it's you. No. Oh, man, look at my life. 24 and there's so much more. This is Stephen Sloan. You know why? Right? Anybody? Tear, take a guess? Why is this not Neil Young? Very Neil. Very Neil Young. But why is it not the actual Neil Young singing the song? Come on, guys. Anybody? No, I'm out. Because of the Joe Rogan fiasco. Remember, he pulled his music off Spotify. So you can't actually listen to Neil Young on Spotify. That's still a thing. Look at that. Fucking stupid. (laughs) So someone's covering his shit in the style of. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You're stuck with a second-rate Neil Young cover on Spotify. Yeah, there's, certainly. There's a dude who does a uh, Garth Brooks, very, very close to Garth Brooks. I believe it. You know, it's gotten to the point now where the sad state of affairs. And look, I do parody songs for the Plaza Podcast all the time, so I'm a part of it. But hey. people have dedicated their lives to mimicking to a T. Like they want to do it perfectly. Without creating their own stuff, they're re- they're covering and they're doing their own versions to the T. But it's not the their own versions. Next it's market, them. invest. That's the next market. Invest in deep fake art. Ooh, okay, that's a good tip. Thanks. 
That's yeah, smart. deep, deep fake, uh, deep fake albums. That's where we're Don't going. Don't be that we're, guy. We have just worked ourselves into such a fucking idiocracy pretzel in this country, where we just we're at that point where we just want <laughs> fake shit. How how authentic can the fake shit be? Nobody's expecting much out of you. All right, let's go to the next email. This is a uh, by the way, it's a double dose. Mr. Pink is back with one more. This was a few Damn. days later. This was yesterday. Good day. Is it safe talk show grew? I was thinking about the time. Were you now? The other day. <laughs> when considering my own dissatisfaction and fear for the world and humanity. Oh, my gosh. I started to think about the works of Orwell, Huxley, fiction. I get it. And a few others by boring economists and researchers. I know there are tons of thinkers, writers, philosophers, etc., who have discussed what the future would look like, either for entertainment purposes or serious reasons. And I started to think about what they got right about the future and what they got wrong. I wonder what you guys thought about the world unfolded during your lifetime. In general terms, do you think our future played out in the dystopian way presented by fiction authors? Was there something you experienced that you thought would never happen, either from an entertainment or non-entertainment source. In my opinion, our world is both worse and better than what most have predicted. I think it has become more complex than expected. I think that complexity is both a good and bad thing. For example, we seem to be more open and inclusive, which I think is generally good. However, I think the complexity of life inhibits problem solving and consensus building and working together. I have more, but I've been crafting this email for a while now, and I'm not sure I'm hitting my mark, so I'll just stop <laughs> and see what you guys think. Thanks for everything. Pinky! Oh, Luke, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> There's a lot there. Uh, well, entertainment is just a fucking commodity. I mean... Wow, dude! F, F mentioned Trump did... We should have seen that coming, that we were going to put entertainers and dipshits in office. That's what we're doing. And it's just going to happen. Will Smith, dude, Will Smith for Senate. I hope, let's, I let's hope that worked. I, I wanted to I wanted to like. Yeah, I hope that worked. It did. Uh, entertainment. I don't even. I don't even know what entertainment is anymore. I'm over here. I just bought today. This is way off subject. I just bought my first Blu-ray player. I'm trying to entertain myself <laughs> with like cinema. I'm trying to get you know the works of Paul Schrader and shit on my television. So that's what's entertaining to me but i understand that that's not what is entertaining to other people yeah our our obviously it goes without saying our our system has become just a fucking joke we're living in a we're living in we're just this is real time satire that's that's what life is anymore it's just well, a or, or minute, well, it, right? minute yeah yeah exactly so so the orwellian thing that's good uh, that's already jumped the shark right it's like it's beyond it's beyond orwellian like it's just part of the routine it's not even up for debate yeah it's or this is orwellian world but it's the world and also I mean? the comment you know we seem to be more open and inclusive which i think is generally good i need to unpack that because though 
that seems those seem like acute victories uh, as the whole fucking world unravels. Uh, I don't know that we're actually more open and inclusive. We're certainly fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> certainly seems like we're stupider as a country, and we're just trying to unravel any progress we've managed. Yeah, to but you bring. say that, and then you think about the Bible times, and you're like, well, okay, maybe. Not. Okay, yeah. well, I guess that's just an inherent part sure. of growth. Okay, if we're talking about it on that scale, I guess I, I'm talking about it in the last forty years. So. Well, you would agree the next generation should generally and basically be more aware and intelligent than the previous. Isn't that what you would think would happen, right? More open and inclusive. I, I mean, what to, or just intelligent, more aware and an improved uh, awareness of the world and smarter, however you want to define that. Like even from 2000 to zero, going all the way, you would think you would agree that was a basic so formula for how humanity works. Is that no? the great irony? That you would assume that, but we seem to just be regressing. You would think so, but every right. other sign points in the opposite <laughs> direction. So yeah. uh, I guess that's the crux. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Right, that's, that's it, fair. It seems like we're moving in the right direction, but uh, so many signs point the other way and i this right here is a silver bullet all the way from colorado see that's most people that's what they want you know fire up that silver bullet baby give me what i need yeah kind of in, in a way i appreciate people that are stupid but not nefarious they just want to sit around drink silver bullet and stare into their backyard until death knocks on their door right, those people you understand are the meaningless fine. of life right yeah or you you're just it. Or you're actually just that supremely dumb that you've got nothing else going on. You're just sitting and waiting in a lawn chair for death. With <laughs> you know, That's funny. That's then one day I was driving my little boy to school and well, I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on. <laughs> Don't think Go too ahead. much. Yeah. Don't do not. No, is that still much. going? Yeah, I cut it out, actually, because I, I shouldn't have played it. Sorry. That was my fault. Go ahead, Luke. Should, oh, okay. You were right to pause, because I was being... That did have a whole file, and I blew it. And society will judge me rightly, because in the end, it doesn't fucking matter, dude. We're sitting here on this planet, and we're all going to be gone one day. But if we want to get into the intricacies about how... Are we smarter? Are we dumber? Also, what growths? That's something we haven't mentioned in this email, he said. What growths have you seen in their lifetime that have impressed you? And what things that were predicted or by fiction writers or nonfiction writers that have come true? I mean, Philip K. Dick wrote a lot of stuff that seems to be interestingly being approached. Maybe we're not there yet with some of it, but some of it maybe we are. I don't know. No, what I think what I what I really appreciate about this is it's clearly it's it's clear that somebody is sitting here trying to understand just kind of understand their their lifetime you know like where the fuck did things go wrong like things have ended up where they're at and it sucks there's there there are base there is basically no hope for anybody that was in the crucible of the promises and the and the absolute exploitationists at the same time you know there's go ahead and go ahead and get it a 
get a get a degree and get a degree have a good life buy a house whatever it might be uh people that bought houses that may have really pushed that ended up upside down lost two little mice foreclosed in a bucket of cream yep Yep, lost their houses, uh, got foreclosed on, et cetera, et cetera. It's, this is somebody that's actually trying to reckon with the idea that, you know, they they were part of they they probably were not just part of some faction of people that wanted to just go along with the promises that were made, because I don't think any of us think that we were just so subject to promises that, you know, we can't accept any personal responsibility. I don't Thank think you, that's, that's a real thing. I just think that we're all kind of looking back right now and being like, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? What, what did we do? What did we do wrong? What the hell is going wrong? And the people that are telling us shit is wrong are the Bill Mars of the world and the fucking boomers who fucking never had to deal with any of this ever in their entire lives and are automatically just assuming that we're a bunch of people looking for a fucking dole. We're just everyone's on the dole. Everyone's on the fucking dole. That's it. So Uh-oh. fuck Seems you. Seems be going down a different fuck road. You. Yep. It's going down a road. But fuck you. Uh, you're on a do- like you. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve the opportunity to have any chance in your life to even fulfill any any part of your potential whatsoever you you you're done that's it the only potential you've got the only potential you've got is as a consumer so buy something buy something as whatever you can buy buy whatever you can buy and just live a quiet life that's it that's all you're gonna get out of this and i i like i can i can see the i can see the the absolutely like perplexed nature of this question which seems so simple but for me it seems like it is that's exactly how i think too i'm a hundred percent on board with with the way that uh you know pinky is has put this out came with the frame there it is okay well thank you pinky for that uh i don't know if we answered your question properly but we did our best and it's, it's you know, hard to phones, answer this question the answer, cell phones the question came out that was about, that was pretty wild what cell phones became to live more. or not no it wasn't it was about it was also about some of the technological and entertainment developments too so you know when cell phones came out it comes out at a slow rate, so you're. I guess you're not amazed in real time. Maybe I was, but it. I'm never amazed. I'm just like, this is the next thing I'm buying. Or, okay, this is my next cell phone. Uh, maybe when I was texting for the first time in 2003, I was like, whoa, I'm texting. I don't even know if I said that either because it was a shitty yeah, ass Kyocera Garbo phone. <laughs> so, it's so it's so incremental that you can't even detect it. And now, in hindsight, looking back at between today and my first cell phone. I contend, this is just me, that technology has done nothing but, it's done a lot, but one terrible thing that it has done is connect people in a way where we can share everything about ourselves. And we're just trending in that direction. And so more sharing, more sharing, more sharing. What? There's an app now called Be Real, Be Real. So you can show people what you're doing at that minute. 
So it's not good enough, and it's not actually good enough that we can curate our social media presence. Now we have to show people exactly where we're at. Well, we can see where that's going to go. Oh, I see she's at home at this exact moment eating Jiffy Pop, Jiffy Pop and watching a rom-com. Like, that's great. That's what we need. We need everyone needs to know where you're at at the exact moment. And that technology fucking pisses me off and they completely goddamn disrespected me little idiots idiots you're right you know honestly i gotta i make gotta make a quick comment i mean this somebody that definitely knows us i mean okay orwell huxley uh she's uh zamiatin there there are home there are a whole bunch of there are a whole bunch of like science fiction writers that no way got us to this point but at the same time we have to we the way we used to read science fiction when we were younger is we used to discount or at least forget about the kind of political the, the kind of political dimensions of any of these books orwell was a socialist uh huxley actually i don't quite know uh huxley can write he Hey, listen, he can he can spin a good yarn. So let's appreciate Huxley for what he is. I don't Story. know Bring a lot about all this Huxley. I wish I knew a little bit more, but you know, somebody like George Orwell, he like his his philosophy was very, very much uh socialist. He was a Marxist, and that never gets mentioned. It never gets talked about. And so we go through these, we go through our lives kind of reading these, reading these books, thinking that any of this really does matter. I mean, they're canonized. It's important. It's important in terms of our education, in terms of our ability to be able to talk to other people about the same books, but our is, is the, the, the canon in and of itself is it appreciating the differences in these thinkers and how those thinkers actually help us to develop in terms of our intellectual lives i think if we were to actually understand orwell a little bit more we would understand our world a little bit more but we don't all we do is we read orwell we read 1984 and then that's basically it we don't have no concept of his experience during world war ii in his letters during world war ii where he constantly talks about that and constantly talks about the working class so we've we all live our lives uh with a no matter how your education is in the u.s is if it's in the u.s it means that you are you are having an education where maybe you think about race a little bit maybe you understand a little bit about cultural issues maybe you understand civil rights a little bit but you fucking do not ever understand class and nobody is ever going to teach that to you except for when they teach you about how socialism doesn't work because there is no incentive to actually do a real job because the the poor and the lazy are always going to just take all of the gains that you're going to get from the hardworking people that capitalism would have promoted.
says it all, in my opinion. All right, let's go to the final email. Danny. Danny, man. Danny. Good to hear from you. By the way, Danny, I didn't I didn't follow up on this, but I actually saw you a couple of notifications last week. I think you followed us on Twitter, and that's really rare. I never ever get any is it safe notifications on Twitter, except the ones where it's not has nothing to do with our account at all. They're random force fed notifications from local news or something. So Danny is following us and he's called Dan Joseph Bennett on Twitter, which is very exciting. So thank you, Danny, for finding us, giving, uh, you know, giving us something to chew on on Twitter. And I'm following you right now. I just followed you. Congratulations. There it is. You're now following Danny on Twitter. How about that? It's a big moment for the show. And his DMs are open. So and follow his podcast, uh, Music Friends. That's right. Yeah. Shit. We always we never talk about that. Music oh, Friends son podcast. Of a bitch. Yeah. That's come right. on. That's, yeah. Sorry. That's my bad. I, I needed. It was. It's my responsibility to volley back. No. We. Well, so, I, well I thought he wasn't I doing them very tried. often too. They were infrequent. I thought they were just kind of when he did them. So I didn't know how it's, often they were happening. They're kind of when he does them. But he's he's worth a follow. And uh, yeah. No, he's he's fucking earned it. Uh, I I will be subscribing. Uh, the thing is, we already talked about this. He, I think he clarified. <laughs> we'll figure this shit out. And go buy Andy's his sorry. book on Andy's NBA sorry. basketball. I will, I will listen to all of your fucking pods. Uh, but you got to go on your favorite corporate conglomerate website and buy his book, Strain <laughs> of Discourse, about the NBA and pop culture. The fact also, that shit. we know, God, we I know a person that. that wrote a book is fucking sweet. Do you make any money off that on Audible? Because uh, you can make money selling your own books on Audible. So I wonder if it's on there. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Danny, Danny I'd be curious. let us know. Email, include that in your next email. I'll Thank buy you, Danny. Copy. Yeah, hell yeah. Because I want to fit in. Danny says, hello. I have to say, episode 62 was an all-timer. Everyone brought some really focused takes for the heavy topic at hand. And frankly... It's the best content I've heard on what's happened, happening, going to happen. Wow. Wow, dude. You're no getting prompts. it real. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary, but I unfiltered. <laughs> no prompts from me this week. Just appreciation. Thanks for bringing it every week, boys. Later, boners. Ouch. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Danny. Also, also great choice of words. Given that we've got the Roe v. Wade stuff in our rearview mirror. You know what? Yeah. Oh, man. What was I just thinking about? Can't remember. Move on. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's the show. We're going to wrap it up, actually. So it's a good time Hold to on. say. No, there's something. There's something that's important. Hmm. Oh, I was going to ask you if you guys knew uh, pro-life Spider-Man. No, I don't know that person. Pro-life Spider-Man. This dude is a 22-year-old rock climber, Dingleberry. He's studying finance in uh, at uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, University of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, climbs. We. I don't want to go down this road. I just want to tell you what this is. Mm-hmm. He. Cl- Free solo climbs like huge buildings. He oh wait, just, this is the Rensen. The Rensen. He just climbed the Rensen. Yeah, that's he climbed him. The, he climbed the New York Times Holy building shit. in New York. He climbed like the tallest building in San Francisco. This this idiot gets around, and it's to spread an anti-abortion message. 
He fucking free climbs like these structures. Like literally imagine you're on the ground and you're like, I'm going to climb from the ground to the top of the Rensen or to the top of the New York Times building. And when I'm on floor eight, let's say I'm going to unfurl a banner that says abortion kills more people a day than 9-11. That's, and that's his message. And that's, he that's also I think that's incorrect. I don't even think he's right. I think yeah. that's I think it's a lot less. I think we're missing the point. <laughs> the, point is, <laughs> the point is, the point is, I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring it home. I'm gonna bring it home and give you boys something nice and tasty to chew on. Today. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. So yeah, he. I don't know. He lived, he lived in California for a minute. Or he lives in California now. Goes to school UNLV. Don't you have to be that stupid though? Don't you have to be Where's that his, stupid to do what, that? What's his address? Let's just go. Oh well, I'm glad you asked. Right I, I don't know what it is. Well, actually, I think I might because I white paged his ass but i will tell you this he is from mike get the sound already he is from heartland michigan shut the f- <laughs> oh, mason mason de look at this fucking french american who cares he's from heartland michigan wow oh, stunning information dude who's he's from heartland he's he, he moved there from france is that I bet you would be already weird he's 22 he just looks like what's his some, name marcel like, duchamp <laughs> yeah. uh, what's M- his name m-a-i-s-o-n m-a-i-s-o-n uh, D E S C H A M P, whatever. Fucking pro life Spider Man. Oh, front seat, Bro. mom. I know. I sit in the front seat now. I am from Down River. Terrible rap, terrible people. All you ever hear about <laughs> is how fucking terrible the people are that come from there. I just yeah. wanted Have you to let seen you this person. <laughs> Have you seen this guy's face? Yeah, he looks like he the looks French... aborted. He looks like the French fucking just. He looks like he should have Idiot been that you, How about that? He should have been Nobody's expecting much out of you. At any rate, we should have been aborted. What have a been gem aborted. that is, Scott, thanks. He should have been aborted 22 and a half Dude, years ago. I think you should be able to have an abortion up to three months after your, up, the baby is born. Well, if you didn't oh, know man. who Spider-Man, anti-abortion <laughs> Spider-Man was, now you know. Oh, uh, uh, Weird now. This motherfucker, this motherfucker is actually celebrating the fact that women have less rights now than men, officially, uh, or not officially just yet. They've always officially had less rights than men, but here we go. Second, this happens. Second, they this is fucking codified. Yeah, women are gonna be, they're gonna have less status. It's. It's fucking insane. We're in an autocratic fucking disgusting environment and uh, nobody can figure out what to do. Liberals are saying, oh, just keep voting. Keep voting liberal. So, all right. Good luck with all that shit. Good Uh, luck. Good night. And here's some American house today. (laughs) I will climb this skyscraper today i will scale this skyscraper today i will scale this skyscraper today 
Mm. It's a fun score. I will say that. I do enjoy this score. Little marimba. I will sell this house today. She's going to sell this house today, guys. I will climb this building today. I will fight abortion today. <laughs> That's what you got. Welcome. <sighs> Okay, yeah, fuck off. All right, there you go. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. We got to tell you, we love what you guys do. The emails. Last week's yeah. show was incredible, and we're so hoping good. to build off that show. We really, we feel like our sound is pretty good now. We got a nice balance of the three mics, which not me, the three microphones. So if you guys have any questions or any suggestions to improve the show, I mean, we're open to that. We're not closed-minded people. We're willing to hear you out. So email the show, isitsafepod at gmail.com. Myself, Scott, or Luke, we'll get back to you. In two to three business days. That's usually what, right? Two to three business days, guys? Two to three business days is basically all, like, the. it's the whole week. So it's pretty much good. Yeah, two, I'm waiting on a credit card. They sell me six business days. So we're better than credit card companies. We can get you back information you need in two to three, not six. So I think that's a hey, win. Uh, today we're going to close. From, three business days from Tuesday recording puts us on Monday, Tuesday. So we're good. It's solid. Thank you very much. So we thank you for listening, guys. It's always great. It's fun. I know we crack jokes. We get real. I think that's the best part about the show. We can do it all. We can go into any mode. We're like, uh, you know, chameleons, right? Is that what we are? Guys, we're chameleons. Yeah, we'll we'll do some more preparing for other episodes. But, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Get the fuck. Don't ruin our show. All right, so we're closing it out today. This is a song I first discovered about 10 years ago. It was one of the first songs I found when I started my Spotify subscription, which was, shit, it was 10 years ago. That's crazy. Spotify is now just a part of the lexicon in the world. It's a little song that's called Corporate Death Burger. And I hope you enjoy it because... It's not very long. It's very brief. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Here's MDC's Corporate Death Burger. Fifty.